good. I've been I've been really busy, man. Uh, I, I mean, to be honest, like juggling a lot. You know, you're part of a In lot a of it. In a good way. Yeah, good stress, but nonetheless stress. Um, and hold on, hold up. Tell tell me about that. Good stress, but good stress. Yeah, stress Sounds a bit but of good like, stress. Like, an, like an oxymoron. Is can stress be good? Yeah, if you have a lot of yeah? good things going. If you have a lot of good things going, it can weigh on your brain. It can keep you up. It can give you a, a little bit of anxiety. I'm a pretty like just a little fire hit. under you. Uh, I, here, I'll just be honest with with what has happened or happened in the last week. There's a All lot right. of projects up in the air and out on the table, and like our our trip, um, I was photographing and doing a cabin, uh, a project. That I took on on my own, like you know, Nooch wasn't there, you weren't there, Brett wasn't there. It was just me, and then mm-hmm. I was working with uh, Brianna Codella, who does Brico Creates. She she's good, but we've never worked together, so you know, you never know how our personalities are going to be or mesh or what have you. It was great. She's a she's a doll. She's so fun and good at what she does, and. Fun to be around. Uh, her boyfriend was there too. He he was a sport. He helped. He's not into like photography that much, but was helping out a ton. Um, mm-hmm. And you just never know. So going up to that, leading up to that, all the shots I had in my head and all the things I wanted to accomplish and the limited time uh, <clears throat> frame that I had, and then a blizzard on top of it coming in through New England. All the things that we've got going with the, uh, the some of the companies we're talking to and the retreat. I was laying in bed the other day and I was like, ah, oh, like felt heavy. And I looked at my, my little watch and my rest, I was resting. I was like sitting there now I'm actively moving around. I, you, I just ran up and got water. I just came back down. My heart rate's uh-huh. 68 right now after sitting for a minute. Whoa, we're bed. so in sync, dude. I checked my Fitbit. I'm 67. Oh, wow. See, our energies are flowing. That is weird. Yeah, we're vibing. Yeah. But that particular evening, right before I was about to shoot, I was laying in bed and my resting heart rate was 95. Jeez, I was eh? Like, I was like, whoa. And then sometimes like knowing information is maybe worse because then it's in your head like, whoa, am I, ha- am, I, am I having a panic attack? Like it wasn't a mental thing until that moment. Uh, and I threw on some like deep breathing stuff or a, a calm, uh, anxiety reducing meditation and, and got it down and fell asleep. Um, but the point being, and that was a long story short, the point being like, yeah, you can have, you can have some stressors and you could have your brain firing for good things like projects and paid mm-hmm. opportunities and whatnot. But you also can stretch yourself a little bit thin and have to kind of like prioritize. And I knew in my head consciously that once I had this uh, weekend done with this cabin and was able to get through it and edit and post things that off my table would free up some hard drive space. Like we've talked about the computer analogy would free up some space and then I can figure out what else I need to attack and have that kind of off the, uh, the table. And that has occurred and I already feel better. Good. It went really well. It's very successful. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pleased with that. Um, and yeah, here I am. 
On the way home, I stopped and did a little bit of me time. Uh, there's a grassland area uh, about two hours from my house that I've wanted to go to for long, a long time. And it took me on the way home about half hour out of the way. And I was like, mm-hmm. right when the exit was like, get off to go to these this grassland and potentially see owls. Um, I had that back and forth in my head, like, man, I really want to just get home and and you know unpack and veg and whatever. And then I just... I went er, like right into the, I was like, no, go do it. And I'm so glad I did. It was such a cool area. Uh, I just saw a ton of things on the way there. I saw a herd of must've been 40 deer, like crossing this field and crossing the road right in front of me. That was a cool experience. Uh, a Merlin right off the the road, got some photos of that. And then I went to this grassland area and there were probably four to five short-eared owls just flying around doing their acrobatics four to Uh, five yeah some northern harriers um Mm. and and crows and what i learned is that short-eared owls get bullied do they yeah yeah they they spend all their time hunting and the crows and the northern harriers as soon as the owl catches something they they bully them out of the way and take their stuff they gotta eat quick then yeah, like eat quicker. Like they should stay down. Like stay down on the on the in the field in the grasses. They fly up with it, and then they're spotted, and then mm. it's like a it's a dog fight. So it was it was fascinating to see. I, I hope to go back um, next weekend and uh, get some more photos. So it was it was fun. good stuff. Good yeah. Stuff. Other than I like that, uh, I like your idea that there's good stress. You know, mm-hmm. bad stress is stress, is anxiety. Good stress is pressure. Pressure because you have the opportunity to nail, you know, something that's come across your plate. You have the ability to nail an opportunity. So I think good stress is is synonymous with pressure. Bad stress is anxiety. Yeah. And, we, and not so, you know, not stress like, oh my God, I'm so stressed or like we're saying it in a negative so a lot way. going on. Yeah, just good a lot to be busy. going on. Like you said, you, I'm I'm pretty decent at math, and we were throwing out some numbers to our group, and it was like sixteen, uh, whatever the number was. We, I had to divide it by two, and I was off by so much, and that was my first like, hey man, you're now you're making like math mistakes with money. Like you need to slow down <laughs> and and not rush through all the things in life. I know there's a lot going on, and I know. You, you've got a lot going, you know, down in the next couple of weeks. Um, just one step. It's tough at to slow time, down. Days go it. fast, right? And you feel like you got to have your foot on the gas all day. <clears throat> yeah, and when you, yeah, I mean, I, it, it's every every hour, every every day is precious in that sense. I'm not like, oh, poor me. I have a full time job. Like that's a great thing. Uh, and I have a son. It takes up so much time. Kids are so time consuming. <laughs> now I'm not. I'm not doing that. It's just a fact that there is a lot of. T- there's only so much time. And I do have a full time job. And I do have a son uh, that wants to go, go, go. And at some point, like this photography thing, and. You know, we're we're running a podcast. We're trying to produce Shutter Team Six. We're we're talking to clients. We're having meetings, Zoom meetings, um, and it's not one at a time. It's multiple things at the same time. Uh, it's easy to forget things or make mistakes. So that's where 
simple tools like lists or your calendar or you know writing things down can really help you out and save a lot of time so that's where i am in case anyone was wondering but nice yeah well aaron if you'll recall last episode i had just started to get covid how are you it was so when i edited that episode i was laughing at my former selves talking about oh i'll probably have it light i'm pretty fortunate to just you know Mm -hmm. I got destroyed in the days after that. Absolutely mm. mangled. Like today is my, the first time I'm feeling like good that I could actually good. get up and do stuff. Well, I'm Absolutely glad you're back. slammed. Dude, it was the worst sore throat I've ever had in my life. Oh. Fever, aches. Phantom pains through you. Crazy. Like so wow. bad. And like none of the medication was giving me relief from the sore throat. It was brutal. Wouldn't wish it upon anyone. Double vax too. I mean, I'm just throwing that out there as a fact. I'm not going to get into it, but it sucked. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you're you're better now. So touch, touch and go. Aaron, today's a special day. Your birthday? No, it's, it's your, it's your turn to do rig rundown. Rig rundown. Uh, yeah, I'm we did mine last time and had little interesting things, but uh, yeah, it's your turn it's, today. It's fresh on my mind because I just had to, you know, you have to pack sometimes and, and make mm-hmm. packing happen. So it is fresh on my mind of what I like to take and and what I use and all that stuff. So do you, do you hear let's that? Let's do it. Do you hear that though? No, what? Aaron Manis, you have been selected to play Rig Rundown. Where is he in the crowd? Yes. Come on down, Aaron Manis from Glastonbury, yes. Connecticut. There he is, working that six foot nine frame through the crowd. The crowd is going nuts for you. They want to hear Rig Rundown. It's your turn to play. Wow. We're excited to have you, Aaron. Wow. How do you feel about that crowd intro? That was pretty nice. I'm not sure if I absolutely love that or um, <laughs> like everyone else out there just should hang up right now and leave. <laughs> no, it was good. That was funny. Oh, that, that is the Price is Right the, music for people who yeah. don't know. Bob Barker, Price is Right. We don't get sued. Stay home. Stay Uh, I don't think so. I think Bob would approve. Um, But yeah, Aaron Manis from Glastonbury, Connecticut. Come on down and play Rig Rundown. I am having too much fun with this roadcaster. I have it full (laughs) of stuff. So it's going to be very disciplined not to pound it out. But all right. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Let's do this. You you packed for a big weekend away. Mm -hmm. What What is your going away packing look like? Are you a very laid out packer do you like to lay everything out do you do it the hour before you leave is it a week in advance people people can't see but can you see all behind me all those bags i can see them that's too many bags yeah well you look like you're going to milan i wasn't it was just one that's not even my clothing so you had a modest packing job um, or or what you use Uh, humble pack Humble pack. Uh, I have I have some things. Um, 
like I said earlier, this was the first uh, job or contract that was on me, you know, to mm-hmm. to really accomplish. And I wanted to make sure I had everything. There was some mm-hmm. nervousness in that, like, you don't want to get there and be like, oh, my, I forgot freaking batteries <laughs> like, or whatever, <laughs> like something stupid. So I really wrote things down, made a list and started packing. And I like to... If I'm traveling with my car and have room and I have a place to stay, I like packing two camera bags. I do have mm. a couple different camera bags because that's a that's a thing of mine where I I don't like any camera bags. And I realize I just got to like uh, adapt to the camera bag. It's not the camera bag's fault. It's that I just don't like the camera bag. Uh, it, it's always like a little bit too limited or a little bit too clumsy or too heavy or too light what like whatever it's always something um anyways i like two camera bags one i put all my camera gear in and the other one i try to fill in with like all the accessories extra batteries extra all the plugs all the chargers all the everything for that all my filters all my what else is in there like tools flashlight like little things i might need uh goes into the other one so they're just separate and maybe some little extra lenses if I need something to carry. So, uh, or I need a little bit extra room. Drones, drone stuff, all in like the other one and one's all camera stuff. And then they're both with me and then I know where things are and I can keep it organized. So that's my start. My, uh, my bag of choice is actually the first bag I ever got. Hold on, let me grab it. What are you going to show me? No, I'm just going to, I forgot the name of it. It's a Zecti. And okay. it's kind of like a camping bag. It's got room. It's got a frame to it. It's padded. Big fan, big fan. But I went away from that and then went on this chase of finding bags that I wasn't crazy about. So that's the one I'm going with. I'm convinced there's no ideal photography bag. Yeah. Convinced. I, convinced. I want someone to prove me wrong. Like there's always, it's either like too heavy or it's not, your back is soaked by the end of a hike or if it's lightweight, there's, can't, it can't hold enough stuff. I'm yeah. a cynic with camera bags. Big I like time. the ones that tie around your waist too, or like clipped around your waist and you can tighten. My favorite bag doesn't have that feature, which is annoying. So then it's just like a straight backpack on your shoulders. Um, and then some of the other ones, like the way they zip or unzip, do they zip with the straps or under the straps or just little annoying things? Seth, we should, My next pet- thing we should, let's make the best, the perfect bag. Yeah, we should make the perfect bag. My pet peeve with my bag, I know this is your show, but I'll chime in quickly, is that I have to detach the tripod to open the whole thing up where the designated oh, tripod is supposed to go, God. I have to unclip it to open the whole bag. Now I get, I get why you don't use a tripod a lot. It's all coming together, eh? <laughs> yeah, that is awful. That That's is pretty awful. All right, so wow. what's in your main bag before we get to the accessory bag? Main bag. Yeah, yeah so let's camera. Uh, I am shooting the Nikon Z7. And no, that is- God! <laughs> no god please no 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 yeah yes no! michael yeah that is for for shooting nikon you got served some michael scott 
No. You know, I love I, I love Nikon. I, I hope they like bounce back. I, f- I feel like they're in a little bit of a dip and compared to the Sony and Canon mirrorless, this is just a fact that their autofocusing was not even close to that of Sony and Canon and maybe other brands as well. But those can you I know, hold you those, up there? Those are the big my, three. My here's an interesting thought. <clears throat> I always hear this kind of jargon, right? Mm-hmm. That Sony glass is better or Canon color out of directed at a camera is best or you know, substitute comment X in for what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is that 95% of us really don't have the variety of gear or a deep enough wallet to to compare firsthand, right? We're getting all this right. information, I guess, from blogs or vlogs or mm-hmm. opinions. I just, I find that interesting. I would love to be able to be in that, we'll say top tier for lack of a better word, where you could literally see for yourself. So I guess where, where, when you say, when you say Nikon doesn't hold up with autofocus, where, where have you developed that opinion from just out of curiosity? Yeah. Um, like, do you watch no, a I, lot of gear I, reviews? Do you have a favorite YouTube? A bit. So good question. Or do you just, so, from what people say in the field, you know? Yeah. I've, I've seen how the Canon R5, when that first came out, how that focuses, like I detect on animals that are far away. Uh, mm-hmm. Just watched video after video of that and couldn't believe it, how, how pinpoint accurate it was. I've been in the field with uh, Britt Bossy, who shoots Canon and Olympus, and some of the, the snags that the Canon gets um, in terms of the autofocus. What is uh, she shooting? She's shooting the R... Six or six or okay. yeah, or six. I think, I think that's what she got. Yeah. Um, there and now just, just experience, like just my own experience with compared to my Nikon D5300, which is the crop sensor first camera that I had compared to this Nikon Z7, which is supposed to be, you know, their flagship at the time mirrorless camera, uh, now they have the Z9 and they made a huge improvement, but I digressed where I was. The Z7 is supposed to be their flagship. And when I put that thing on autofocus, uh, full, like full frame focus, it, it doesn't do a good job. It's all over the place. It's locking on like, like there's a bug in it. Like it's, it's, it's messed up. Um, mm. con- continual focus. I was shooting owls the other day. They're flying all over the place. Uh, did I get some photos in? But yeah, yeah, I'll get some. It's a good camera, but they're, I'm missing a lot of shots. Now, to, now that's a theory. And like, do I have a bad piece of equipment? What's going on here? Is it me? Whatever. Then I have Jared Polin, who has, I mean, he's, if, you know, Fro knows that guy. Uh, he does tons of professional photography for sports. He just did a thing for Bernie Sanders, a book. He has 250,000 followers. He's a Nikon shooter and he's had to put it down because he's like, I'm missing shots and that's my livelihood. Like I'm missing shots on the basketball court because of the auto. Why haven't you put it down then? 
because I'm I'm in it. I bought it, and I don't have like to your point again. <laughs> I don't have endless funds. I'm not sponsored. I can't say, hey, give me the Z9. Let's see what that's all about. They came out with the Z2 or Z7 II right after. Uh, I think there were a little improvements. Um, they made improvements to like mistakes that they made, like like one um, one SD card slot. You know, they added a second one uh, that was unacceptable to professionals uh, mm-hmm. to just have one uh, in a camera that cost that much. So, you know, there's little things they improved. They just came out with the uh, Z9, which Our apparently guest next has, week, Josh Bio, has yeah. shot with Z9. I don't know if shoots or has shot with, but some of his yeah. YouTube videos have been done with the Z- Z9. And we and mentioned damn. Isaac's uh, Spitz a bunch. Um, he just got a... Uh, Z9 and loves it and showed a bunch of its tracking capabilities. So they definitely improved it. I think in the future there might be a Z8 that is back towards like the Z7 size um, and maybe hopefully they use the same things. So that's that. That's the uh, the Nikon. I love it. I love the quality when a, when a picture is in frame and good. Here's the other thing and then I'll I'll get back to where I was. But I'm using the adapter too. I'm also using a Sigma lens. Great lens, but not not a professional lens, right? I mean, we're talking, if I want to get a 600 millimeter prime compared to a 600 millimeter Sigma, um, 120th the price. I mean, it's it's a different world, a different ball game. Um, if Nikon comes out with a... Um, a lens, you know, for the mirrorless lens, the Z lens mount. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder if it will communicate better, talk better, all that stuff. So that's that. You know, uh, when I put on a Z lens and I have a couple of them, they're more for like portrait or landscape stuff. They tend to work a little bit better. I don't have as many issues. So you know, that's part of it too. So there you go. Wah wah. I have all this expensive equipment and it doesn't work good. <laughs> oh. Uh. oh God. Someone gave Seth this boy. We need to we what's the limit, people? How many buttons can he press per episode? I can press them all at once. No, don't, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. I'm don't like nine that. years old. I just opened my toy on Christmas. Spent last night yeah. loading it up. They, the sounds will come out when deemed appropriate. You deserve to know God, please know from Michael Scott for shooting Nikon. Sorry, Nikon listeners. Let's move on. <laughs> what else is in your yeah. bag? There we go. Uh, let's, let's talk lenses. Um, let's I just talk said lenses. one. Uh-huh. Uh, Sigma so 150 for, to 600. Yeah. You and I are shooting that as well. Yep. Because you love to copy me so much. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I do. Uh, I think I had it first. Pretty sure. Um, mm, anywho, maybe. Uh, I I do like it. I mean, for the price, I, I recommend it to everyone. Um, I really do. Uh, unless you're spending thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands uh, on like a Nikon Prime or the G Master, like all that stuff. You know, <clears throat> you know there's like, there's not really many other options. So... It is great. I don't know if it's the greatest in terms of speed and focusing and all that stuff, sharpness, who knows. But, um, well, I do know it's not, but it is very good. And all of the photos on my, 95% of the wildlife photography on my page is from that lens. So it's doing, it's doing okay, I think. Um, 
Then I have a I have a Sigma 70 to 200 2.8, which I absolutely love. And that one's a little bit more expensive even than the 150 and does perform a little bit better. Uh, I really like the 70 to 200 for portrait photography. So I can give there a little space between myself and the um, person I'm photographing, which mm-hmm. doesn't happen a lot. But when I do do that, I like to keep that space. I feel like I can get more natural shots than being right in someone's grill with a camera. I don't like that. Do you like that? Like someone's right in your face with a camera? Yeah, like when there's more when there's more room, you feel like a little bit more free, I think, and natural. And I tend to I like to capture that in the subjects. And then they're like, whoa, that's that's closer than I thought. And it's like, yeah, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm zoomed in, but it's mm-hmm. more natural things. Um yes, when I was in Colorado space goes a long way, especially when you're yeah. seeing people who aren't used to it, right? Right. A camera, right. Fancy when camera I was, for people. You know, people aren't used to that, right? Right. Right. Like that can be very intimidating. So good way to go yeah. if you're shooting someone who's not a professional. If you're self-conscious at all or you got a pimple that day or whatever it is, a camera right in your face makes you feel like it's going to be right in your face. You know, and giving some space, I think, just gives some Here's a question room. for you. Yeah. When you're shooting people, let's say you're shooting lifestyle or you're shooting an apparel company or whatever, and you're using a... You know, maybe you don't have access to a professional model or whatever. You're just using someone you know who doesn't do this often. Do you, in real time, show them the shots you've taken back of camera? Or do you just say, they'll be good, I promise. And then you send them, you're finished. You. Yeah, me. Um, I'm, not, I'm not showing a lot. I look through first. And if there's one that's like... It's pretty clear the lighting was really nice or, you know, without it zoomed in, whatever, you can just kind of get a sense if it's great. Like, I might give a little teaser. Um, Because that move can go both ways, right? Especially mid-shoot. Yeah. In their eyes, if they think it's awesome, the shoot might go even better from there on out. In their eyes, if they think that they look like shit, some people might tense it up a bit more, right? Yeah, I don't do it in the middle, if anything, at the end. We're yeah. kind of Good reflecting. Call. So yeah. Good call. Cause then it's done. Yeah. 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 Um, so 7,200 and then, uh, you mentioned it, the 24 to 70, 2.8. And that's, Classic. that is one of my, my Z lenses, which I absolutely love. Um, really cool. When you, when you get a mirrorless lens on a mirrorless body, you can start to use the function buttons. I've talked about that in the past. These lenses have like extra rings. So you have a focus ring, you have the zoom ring and you have a third ring you can assign to anything. I can assign it to ISO. I can assign it to my, um, uh, shutter speed, like whatever I want to do. Uh, I can, I can assign to that third function ring. There's other function buttons that allow me to then, you know, uh, swipe my scroll to change things as well. So it adds a lot of versatility where your left hand is usually anyways. Um, So I love that. Then I have a couple of specialty lenses or prime lenses, but for certain things. I have a 20 millimeter, uh, 1.8, I think it is. Uh, Again, Z lens that I love for, that is my landscape lens um, pretty much all the time. Uh, I love using that. And I like using that also for... Lifestyle stuff. I like a wide angle with lifestyle lifestyle stuff. And if I'm doing a little bit of video, sometimes I'll throw that on there because uh, I know I can crop in afterwards if I have to. And it gives a little bit more, again, breathing room to the scene. 
And then you can like ditch some of that peripher- peripheral distortion too if you crop in. Right. Because we know exactly. the wide angle really stretches images at the seams. Yep, it does. Uh, and then my 50, my 50 uh, prime, which is my favorite lens for probably portraits. If I had to just pick a prime or a, or one lens to have, that's a pretty good one. And then for video, I think that's a really uh, classy look, the 50 mil kind of, you know, you can get nice and close, get a, mm-hmm. a great bokeh behind. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And those are the lenses. Nice. Do you yeah. have now, moving on to bag number two, is this bag full of knickknacks? Do you overpack in this sense? Like, what are some weird things, maybe, if at all, some untraditional things that you keep in that bag that not every photographer would? And why do you have that said item? Well, that second bag is is going away on trips for organization mainly. If I'm going to do wildlife, uh, now I'm packing really light. If I'm going for a landscape, I'm packing really light. So I will do the opposite and just take what I need um, because I'm probably hiking a lot and walking around a lot and I don't want, I'm not lugging around two bags. So personal projects, your your load is lighter, paid yeah. where you're not sure necessarily what's going to be asked of you maybe on set. You want to make sure you have all the tools. Yeah. And with, we all know, with tools come lots of accessories. Like my, all right, uh, this cabin gig. I wanted to do a little video. Right. That sounds great in in theory. But now, now I have to take certain lenses because of that. I have to take my Ronin, which is a hunky piece of equipment. That's a gimbal for the the camera that I might mm-hmm. want to use for steady shots. Now with that gimbal, uh, there's cords, there's plug-in cords, chargers, uh, um, a monopod I can attach to it to hold it out a little bit longer, Th- things like that. So, okay, all that stuff. Uh, I want to take my drone. I, I would love to get an aerial shot. All right, drone, uh, chargers, controller, uh, any cables batteries, extra propellers, uh, all that stuff. So you can see how it all adds up, let alone your camera gear. Uh, I got charged batteries, have all my batteries charged, uh, bring a charger just in case. Now my cleaning stuff, uh, the lenses, uh, anything else. Oh, all the, oh man. What if there's an amazing, I need my filters. I need filters for doing videos so you can keep the shutter speed to your frame rate, uh, consistent, like all that kind of stuff. It starts to add up if there's a job where you want to do a bunch of things. So it is nice. I was talking to Brianna about this as she wants to get into, you know, cabin photography and, and doing jobs. And, and before we went, she was like, I want to bring, I want to, I want to use the time, you know, to do this cabin shop, but I also want to shoot this product, this product. Uh, I, I want to shoot this product that I like. I got this skincare thing that I like. I got uh, mud water. I want to shoot that. I have this tea set that I got. And I, I giggled <laughs> because I've been there and I've been there where it's like, oh, I have a cabin for, you know, a night. I want to, I want to take advantage of it and shoot everything and do everything and bring everything. But it's really too much. 
It's too much. And she didn't. That comes with experience, right? Yeah. She didn't, she didn't shoot any of the products. She's like, I left before her. Uh, she stayed for like another hour or two. And she's like, I just wanted mm-hmm. to soak in the cabin and, and did a couple more shots of the cabin. And she did great with the cabin work. But it's just too much to do all that extra stuff. So it's it's like that with... You know, do do I want to bring my video stuff? Do I want to do drone also? Am I going to have time for landscapes? Um, you know, uh, I did the I brought my 150 to 600 because you and me both know like this will be the time I go to a cabin and a fox is like right in the backyard. Like I had yep. to bring it, but at the same time, you could be more linear and just be like, just you know, enjoy that moment. You're there to do the cabin work. You know, so it, it's it's up to who's driving, what car do you have, how much stuff do you want to lug around? It's all part of it. But but yeah, that that's the that's the rundown for that. Cool. Yeah. Did you on this weekend way cabin? Did you use every single piece of gear you brought? Almost, I think. Wow, I never do. I always am like, yeah, I need my drone. And I don't even put it in the air half the time. <laughs> yeah. The drone, the drone turned out, it was one of those ones, Seth, where it's like, uh, when I first flew it up, so I got there and I'm like, I, I want to see my surroundings, see, you know, do I have to be up for sunrise with the drone? Like, what do I want to do? Uh, and I went up and I was like, ah, it's a little tight around here and like with uh, other houses and, um, the leaves are down. I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know if anything lends to it. Uh, but the sun came up right perfectly in line with the cabin. So I went up in the morning, maybe around 8, 830. So the sun's up a tad. And those long tree shadows are just completely parallel exactly with the cabin. So I got this cool sort of abstract shot of the cabin from above that I never would have gotten it had I not brought this stuff. And did I do a ton of drone work? No, but I definitely got two to five photos where I'm like, oh, that that changes the, that makes it a very interesting, you know, package for this guy where it's like, oh, he, wow, he had, you know, out of 20 photos, five were from the sky. That's incredible. Like I wasn't expecting that. So I think Can we a, ask what your nice deliverables time. were for this weekend? Yes. And um, how much time you had? Yeah. I said, and I, we've talked about it before, I like to, it's very easy to overpromise. So. Well, it's really easy in the ch- moment to say you can do all these things and you want to make your person, you know, you want to make them over the moon excited before you've even begun. That's just a natural instinct to want to do that. It takes a yeah, very you, you want to secure the right. You want to secure the job. You also think like, say I'm in the living room, okay, and I have I have some models or like people that are I don't want to call them props, but <laughs> people that are hanging around and helping me take photos. Um, mm-hmm. Models, actors, whatever, whatever we want to call them. Other photographers, even uh, the the reality of it is, we're not going to be changing our outfits every ten minutes. So you get a little bit locked into. I have one living room, and I have a couple people in the same outfit, and you can do different 
scenes and different things, and it's all great. But when you go to put it in a folder and deliver it, it sort of looks like you have, let's say, five of the same photo. And you really are like, I got to choose one of these. Like the other four are good, but I have to choose one of these. So in your head while you're there, you're like, oh, we got you playing guitar and then you drinking coffee and then you reading a book. Yeah, but you're, you're wearing the same thing and you're in the same room. So that might be good for next winter, right? Keep them. Don't throw them away. Like edit mm-hmm. them, keep them, hand the guy a folder maybe next year with some extra stuff and say, hey, I'd love to work again with you. Here's just a little bonus stuff. Whatever, you can use that stuff. But you have to think when you're promising, it's easy to say, oh, I'll, I'll play guitar, I'll drink coffee. I'll, I, like That's three times that room, three in the kitchen, three in the bed, three downstairs. Oh, I could easily do oh, three outside, uh, 18 photos, easy. Um, just bit based on that math. And then you get home to edit and you're like, oh my God, I was wearing the same thing in every freaking spot. And you're like, it looks, this looks stupid. They're not going to use this. Like I'm not the face of their company. Right. So you got to be smart about it. So back to your question, what did I promise? Um, I said, Hey, there's a lot of variables that go into it. Like the weather, um, you know, whatever else, uh, but I, for one night stay, if I'm getting there and driving there and I have to be out the next day, I can promise you 10 really good photos. Wow. That's it. That's it. That's it. And I'll tell you what, and here's a great lesson, people. Remember, there's this sexy indifference. We've talked about it before. I, I have a full-time job. I didn't need to drive three hours, six hours total, three hours in a blizzard, mind you, to go take photos. I want to. Mm-hmm. I don't need to. So I had a price point, and I said, I'll do it for 10 photos. And he said, oh, this other really famous photographer said for one night and the same price, he would give me 50 photos. Interesting. And I said... I said, well, you can go with him, but here's what I guarantee. I can give you 300 photos of stuff that we've taken. You're only going to be able to use 10 of them in this season. And I will edit those 10. You won't have to think of anything. I said, there's no way that this person is giving you 50 edited photos for the same price and won't be able to, in my opinion, in one day. But if they can, geez, I have a lot of work to do and good for them. And you can go with them. And huh. he chose me. Interesting. Yeah. That's an important story to hear. Yeah. Very important. So I didn't I didn't balk <clears throat> on the price. I didn't go, oh, okay, so then... 50 divided by that is that like, okay, I'll do it for this. And I didn't say, okay, I'll, then I'll get, I'll do 50. No. Cause I knew it wasn't possible. So then someone who is needing this income because photography is their full-time job or their job, or they're trying to make it their full-time job, I think still have the same mentality as you just did. Yeah. The indifference. It, you know, it's harder to do that. Why? It is yeah, hard. It's, hard. it's difficult. 
it's difficult to do that. It's easy to do that when you when you don't when you don't need it. It's easy to be like, ah, oh, like whatever. If you don't want to choose me, okay. Like I'll still have a very busy weekend. I don't, I'm having panic attacks because of all the things I have to do. So this will actually be a weight <laughs> off my shoulder. You know, that's a great mentality so, to have. That's even a good mentality to fake. You know. Yeah. So yeah, that I mean, it, it worked in my favor, and I was like realistically just very accountable to the process and like, Hey, I'm like, this is nothing against this person. Uh, Their work is great. It's known. Like they have a ton of followers. I just find it hard to believe that they're going to be able to deliver what they told you to for that price at the level that you're looking for with, and, and, and like, Hey, it's one, like they're not going to be able to have 50 individual photos. I can give you 200 photos after this weekend. Maybe I, I don't, I don't remember my count. I uploaded everything. I can give you all of them. Uh, but that's not what you want. You don't want to have to sift through things. You don't want to have to edit. You don't want to have to throw stuff up. You don't want 20 of the same girl drinking coffee in different ways, right? Like you want, I, I want you to, Aaron, you pick the one girl drinking coffee that you like and edit it and give it to me. Like that, um, that's what I'm paying for. Mm-hmm. So that paying for ease is that. I have an interesting piece of gear that I know you own that most people don't. Mm-hmm. That is the reason you've gotten a lot of the shots that you have wildlife photography wise. And that, my good sir, is your kayak and paddleboard. Oh. Now, I'm not saying everyone needs to run out and buy a $2,000 kayak or paddleboard to be able to get good shots in the swamp or in the stream or or lake or pond or whatever. But I'm interested to hear the full story, the full scoop of how you leverage your amphibious vessels to your liking. Yeah, that's a great question. I wouldn't have brought that up in the the rig rundown, to be honest. So, good one. Um, I like paddleboarding. And what I've noticed when I was out there on my own pre-photography or maybe even right in the beginning of photography was, wow, this is like such a different angle for water birds. You know, this is like I'm low to the water on my paddleboard mm-hmm. if I get down on it. And... I'm getting to a place where it's kind of this island across a river in the town I live in that I I don't have a boat. Like I wouldn't be able to get out here. There's just no way. And there's this like mecca of wildlife. Um, I think one day I counted nine different species of like really photo worthy birds, blue heron, bald eagles, osprey, kingfisher, uh, cormorants, like everything. So uh, I was like, how can I, it's a, I've never fallen off my paddleboard, knock on wood. I have in the ocean. That, that's a different, that's a different ball game, but like on still water, I've never fallen in. Um, okay. So that's, that's check one, hundred percent. I'm keeping balance and staying dry, but it's a camera. Um, let's get a, let's get a dry sack, uh, Oh, Osprey makes one 40 liter, 30 liter bag that you can wrap your camera in as you're transporting. And then when I'm out there, I'll, you know, sit down in it, crisscross applesauce, take Mm -hmm. out my camera and kind of position myself 
in these nice spots and then drift with the current, which is comfortable, I think, to these birds a little bit more. Uh, I think different shapes other than humans are like more comfortable for birds. It doesn't register the same. So as I'm floating down, you come into range and you take a few photos and then go on your way. Um, or just float out in the middle and, and wait for ospreys to fly around or you float to the shore and then wait for a kingfisher to come by. Like it, it just opened up a whole new angle. I'll say it that way. It's kind of like getting a drone, right? Like, oh, that's such a different angle of this spot from up in the air. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is such a different angle than I would have walking somewhere, being out on the water and, and getting this low, low angle. Some of my favorite shots are from that, um, that vantage point. So, yeah, then I, then I stepped it up the next year and was like, you know, the paddleboard's getting maybe a little sketchy. I have this, I have this new camera. Um, things are expensive. Uh, I'm not, not prone to accidents. You know, I fell in a river with my camera. <laughs> I will say that about Nikon ever after I was shitting on it. Uh, I fell in a river <laughs> with the baby and it still works. Maybe that's why the autofocus doesn't maybe. work as well. Maybe. Oh, son of a bee. Uh, no, but uh, I did fall in a river with it. And she works like a charm still. Very huh. durable. I um, take my gear out too on the water. Like I'll, yeah. I'll have it between my lap on the jet ski. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you just got to don't have butter fingers. Right. You just got to, you just got to hold it. So I, because I usually, gotta, whoop, usually I have the, the 150 to 600 on it. So it won't fit in any compartment and you always want to have that baby ready. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the thing too. So, uh, I upped it though. And I was like, Oh, those, you know, what's cool. Those fishing kayaks, you know, the, they got a lot of compartments. They have watertight, like these mm-hmm. drums in the middle of the kayak. They have a seat that you sit on. You don't have to, you know, squeeze into a kayak. Uh, they have rudders you can steer with. That'd be a sick photography kayak, not fishing kayak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got one of those bad boys, which to be honest, I think I still go out on the paddle board, maybe a tad bit more. It's so, it's easy. It's like, it's just easy to bring that, throw that on the car uh, and go jump on that versus the kayak's heavy. It's 70 pounds. And that doesn't sound so heavy, but when you're lifting it by yourself on top of a car, uh, a big car, a forerunner, it's it's tricky. It's not the it's not the easiest thing to just like carry around. Um, mm-hmm. So that's like a that's like I'm going out for a while sort of thing. Um, I'll bring that. Uh, but yeah, that good good question, Seth. You're that was a great question. Good job. Thank you. I'm full of them. Yeah, great, great work, great work here. I'm good full of good questions, show. and I'm full of a of a. I have a full sound bank on my new toy. Oh, you're gonna hate. Wait. You're gonna hate me. I already. I'm getting there. I don't hate <laughs> you. No, it's great. I uh, can't wait for it. Can't wait for so, all the new ones. There's gonna be lots S- more custom ones too. So let's get into some apparel. Yeah, apparel. Apparel. I'm gonna leave it loose like that. Go. How do you not have uh from Zoolander? Yes. How do you not have Will Ferrell from Zoolander when we're gonna talk about apparel? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's so hot right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's you. They're breakdance fighting. 
um, apparel. Yeah, what do you what do you want to know about straight what socks and undies first? No, 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 what? no. I that, you know what? No, <laughs> I would like to know if you had to recommend one piece apparel commando. Just to answer oh, that God. question. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, one piece of apparel. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you would recommend okay. that like you, you have to have, maybe it could be as, you can go as far as saying a brand or just yeah, something go, that makes something that makes your job easier. In you know, field. passion project wise, not, not commercial. I got a lot. I'll give you, I'll give you a list. I'll give you a list Ooh. people out there. Ooh. This is, this is freebies. Uh, <laughs> wool or alpaca or some sort of, a uh, natural fiber sock. That's number one. It's it's Do amazing. They make them that big for you? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's amazing how quickly they dry and and wick away water. Water is that? Yeah, wick away, wick away, water. Um, and how warm they are and not like suffocating. Uh, uh, that's just been a game changer in terms of hiking and. I've stepped in many a stream and puddle by accident and soaked my socks and being able to take them off, wring them out, and then they're pretty dry pretty quickly or it's manageable um, is amazing. With that, uh, I'm going to go up. Uh, Prana, I love what they do in terms of the environment and how they pack their clothing and what they're making their clothing out of. I mean, I don't, I'm not an insider. I don't know the inside scoops of their company and whatnot, but I have been impressed with their messaging and what they send. I mean, they send, um, their clothing like wrapped in a, um, like hemp string, like pants wrapped up, tied with a hemp string and in a paper bag that's recycled, um, paper and that's it. There's not one piece of plastic in the entire thing, which I enjoy. Uh, with that said, with that said there, I, I just absolutely love their hiking pants. Um, they're big into yoga, mountain climbing and hiking. So between those three, you can find some really comfortable, well-fit, uh, very movable clothing. Um, you know, I don't, I don't rock climb. I'm getting into it a little bit because my son loves it, but I do love rock climbing pants uh, for for just being around the house, moving around. Uh, you know, even for work, they they look great and feel great. Everyone, Prana, this episode is brought to you by Prana. Um, don't make me play so that's that. Sound. Uh, huge fan. <laughs> I want I want sound for everything that I say, like ready to go, like you just knew. <laughs> Imagine if you had a Prana commercial ready to go, and I just brought that up. That'd be insane. I'm just a freak. Yeah, uh, yeah we're amazing. almost on that wavelength. Yeah, um, yeah. And then on on top uh, layering, uh, I talked about the um, the hand warmer, the Koopa, the Koopa hand warmer. Oh, Koopa! Uh, it's a oh, Koopa. Koopas are the are the like turtle guys in Super Mario. That's right. Oh, Koopa! That's where I need the uh, Super Mario sound. Bring. A little coin. <laughs> um, you charge those and they heat up. Um, they saved my life yesterday, I feel like. My hands were freezing as I was doing these owls. Not doing them, that sounded bad. As I was taking photos of these owls. Uh, <laughs> you um, suck, you <laughs> duck ass. 
um, it was Got freezing out and that, that gave me another hour in the field, I would say, um, versus right. literally probably only 20 minutes. Um, so yeah, that and, you know, good hat, good, good camo. I do camo sometimes. I'm, I'm not. Well, there's no hiding that frame of yours. I kind of, me, you know, I saw the funniest reel back in the day, a long time ago before reels were so annoying, but the guy was like, you oh. know, this can this camel brand, uh, everyone wants to know how it works. Uh, if you really want to know how it works and that in the field, you need to shut up. This <laughs> <laughs> point was like, shut up and stop moving. Like that's, <laughs> I think that's the most important thing is you're quiet and still. Yes. I think camo can help if you if if you are still and quiet if you're doing anything you're you're spotted i mean yeah i think camo adds to still and quiet i think it provides you the ability to shimmy a little bit and not break up the pattern of the forest or what have you yeah yeah for sure there there's definitely a time and a place and and what you're doing uh and you're you're committed you know you're committed so that's that's that. Can we camo. take a I, moment? You, you mentioned reels before they were awful. Yeah. There are so many reels now that should barely pass as stories. Yeah. It's, Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like Instagram has pushed, sto- has pushed reels so hard as means to engagement that there's just so much shit on our timelines. Dude, it doesn't even, like... Yeah, I don't even watch them. We don't want to go on this tangent because everyone... I just, I had to get it out, though. Like... No, it's it's changing. And it's watered down and... It's so dilated. It's so watered down. Here's here's the bottom. It's line. that bottle of vodka you put back in your parents' cabinet after you went to your first high school party. That's how watered down it is. Yeah, it's and then it's someone trying to sell you that same bottle and expecting them to be okay with it and people to not go like, hey, you know, there there's a point of diminishing returns here. To go get a photo, to edit it, to not even that. That's the fun part. To post that photo, to reply to a comments, to f- search hashtags, to all that stuff, for it to n- not go anywhere. Um, and, I, and again, we don't really care. I'm just saying it's pretty frustrating or it can be frustrating where you're like, what's going to start happening is people are going to stop. And then it's, the people are going to stop I just doing talked to somebody today who was a guest on the show. Who said he's stepping away from Instagram? It's just when the the trade off between time and effort that goes into a post mm-hmm. versus production and performance gets to a point, like you just said, of law of diminishing returns. The amount of time to hashtag, the amount of time to pick a photo, the amount of time to edit it, it gets to a point where the payout just isn't worth the effort. Like imagine going to work for a dollar forty an hour, which you'd right. quit. You'd quit. That's- and I think people will say. Well, Instagram will never let it get to that point. Here's the thing. Instagram doesn't need professional photographers on anymore. They are trying to be TikTok, where regular people set trends with their mobile phone. 
You know, Instagram could care less about your professional or sick images because what keeps people glued to their phone is mind-numbing memes, trendy stuff. So I'm like really looking elsewhere. I'm very, very, very heavily evaluating what my future on this platform looks like. So. Yeah, I think it'll just, I think it'll naturally fade out for a lot of people and change just like my space became, then people all went to Facebook. Now, I just did a survey with kids. It's very interesting. Uh, six Sixth graders in terms of what social media they use. Instagram's very low. It was, I think- it's Snapchat. Eight, 8%. It's TikTok. TikTok, TikTok, YouTube, and Snapchat. Yep. TikTok was at 33% of the pie in terms of their most used or favorite And thing. what's on out TikTok? Of, out of um, eight, what's on TikTok? Um, yeah, I, it's, it's just, you know, just bleh, bleh. <laughs> I wish I had a button for that. Yeah. Like there's some yeah, cool stuff. Don't get me wrong, but most of it is- Stuff that serves your life no purpose. No, it's nothing that will, when you're on your deathbed, I don't think it's anything that will be like, I'm glad I. Dude, Instagram isn't even that. Where's the data sheet on how much time I spent looking at TikTok reels and what? Yeah. So, well, old, I, you know, I'm much better now, but if I hadn't changed my path, oh, God. Yeah, it's. Listen, f- photography. I just had this convo when we were shooting the cabin with Brie. Like she wants to grow her Instagram, and I get that. But I had that that I had that dad talk with her. Like I'm gonna be the old guy here, but listen to me. Uh, you don't you don't need it. Don't if you spent as much time emailing 20 companies in the day versus creating that really funny reel that you think is going to go viral that then is going to create all these opportunities for you. It's, it's just not, that's not the formula. So there, you know, out there, don't, don't stress it. I mean, it's, it's an, here's, let's, let's, let's talk numbers. I put up a photo today. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of my favorite photos and edits I've ever done. I just mm-hmm. really really like it. It's a snowy owl. It was snowing out. It's framed by snowy brush on the ocean floor, ocean floor, no ocean beach, um, scene. It's great. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Loved it. Uh, it's reached 620 accounts. I have so over 10, I have over 10,000 followers. I do the same thing in terms of, uh, responding to comments, putting it on my story, uh, same formula that I've always done. Okay. Uh, that that's that let's let's go back i'm just going to swipe down just so we're different so that got to 600 accounts 600 eyeballs mm-hmm. um and i posted today so it'll climb a little bit from that but again that was a very that was a photo i was very very proud of let's go to i'm just going way back all right here's here's a fox not my best fox photo but one, 9,729 people reached. 8,000 mm-hmm. of them were non-followers. 1,500 were followers. So Instagram was sharing my work with people. 
So what's going on? And do we care? We and don't care medicine? too much, but what's going what's gonna to start to happen, here's a better example. The, the Northern Harrier I sent, it reached, because that was out for a few days, so it's, this is the end stats. Uh, a thousand accounts were reached. 83 were non-followers. Out of 1,100 accounts reached, 1,000 were followers, people that already follow me. Mm-hmm. The rest, 83. So you can make theories on that. What are they trying to do? What are they trying to push me to do? Different things. I don't even know if it's reels. I, I was talking to Ian Ian Jones. Ian fucking Jones. Um, he needs a he needs his own soundbite. I think yeah, we we'll need to have there. him record something. Um, they monetized reels, right? Now you can get bonuses if you do reels. Mm-hmm. And his numbers plummeted. He was doing some really funny, creative stuff. As soon as he started to try to monetize and get bonus, no reach. So it's like this, it's this cat and mouse game. Like, oh my God, my uh, I'm going to be in Ian's brain for a minute. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> I'm killing fucking reels. 50,000 plays on this. Oh, 75,000, 100,000, 30,000. I should monetize this. No. Now no plays. Not no, but very little plays. Now mentally, mm. now mentally I'm hooked. I can get 50,000 plays. And if I did get 50,000 plays, I would earn all this bonus money. So I guess that one wasn't that funny. I guess I'm not that good. Let me make another one. That one didn't do it, but I could do it. I've done it. I've gotten 50,000. And what I've seen from people is a lot of people with fewer numbers in terms of following are getting these boosts. These random sort of, that kind of went semi-viral. That kind of went semi-viral. Because they're new to the drug. They're new to the drug. They're new to the following. They're new to the viral stuff. So they're going to eat that up and be like, oh my God, I only have a thousand followers, but that reel went out to 10,000 people. I need to do all these reels. Now my drug of choice is reels. And now I'm stuck into it. Me? I already have 10,000 followers. They're like, eh, 10,000 to 100,000 is all the same thing. doesn't mean anything. So we don't have to worry about Aaron over here in Connecticut. Let's turn his account off. That's just, that's just muddying the water for the people that we want to see and we want to grow. We want people to get up to this point. We want people to be hooked. He's already hooked. He already has a following. Whether he's 10,000 or 30,000, like... Not a big deal. Sure, we'll 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 reward some you know certain people. They can boom. They can do their thing. They can get on reels and 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 get a hit and and get a huge following. And content does matter, and all that stuff matters. Sure, for sure. But for most of us, good photographers and and people that want to show photography and not be just hilarious and not try to be funny and not try to you know. Uh, hurt you know hurt themselves to to go viral mm-hmm. they're just uh, our friends our our peers in the field are like this is this is like this is pointless at this point you know this is like um what's her name page <laughs> page something 
just came out with a reel, ironically, but saying like, this is me as a photographer watching my account like vanish into dust because I'm not putting out reels. You know, and it's ironic because it is a reel. However, it's true and funny because like she, she can't, she can't, she's like, I can't keep up. I can't do it. And here's the yeah. thing. Here's the funny thing. Before we we've gone off topic of rig rundown, we'll get back to that and end up end the show. But we all know how to get those numbers up. Make a ton of reels <coughs> and just keep doing it. Make a ton of reels and just keep doing it. Beyond and beyond the app. But who wants to do that? Who wants to do that? And I've said it before. I'm not. We're not stupid. <laughs> These these followers from Reels aren't the followers that you want. It's not, you're trying to, like, it's a different crowd. It's a different audience. You want people to respect, I, I mean, I'm speaking for people, but you want people to respect your photography, I assume, if you're listening to this show and you're on Instagram for photography, to have to go, like, make a funny Reel and and do that constantly I'll make a funny reel every once in a while if it comes to my mind, but I'm not like I need to make two to three of these a week and like keep on the grind so that people see my photography. And then I post a photo and it still gets no likes because those people don't care about photography. They care about funny reels. Right. And not to mention it's happened two to three times. I think three times where I do a reel and Instagram like turns on this fake spigot where it's like I get... 200 followers within 10 minutes. That's not a natural thing. It's, it just goes like 200 just boom, boom, boom within 10 minutes. And they all have similar, very bot like accounts. And so it's like, Oh, I did a reel and I got 200 followers. Oh, that's sick. It's, it's such a drug deal to me. It like really is. There's a part of me, man, that just wants to take out a loan lease a brick and mortar store and just sell my physical prints to real people. Yeah. Well, I think that's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Listen, you've talked about Facebook groups and whatnot. There's an app called next door and it's a community app. So it's your neighborhood, but there I put up uh Hey, I'm a wildlife photographer in the area. Here are four of my photos that I like. If you ever need anything or I got so many messages and real conversations from people. Really? Not so not so many, but real ones. 20 people versus 200 bot followers made me feel like, hey, people are enjoying my photography. Now they have my name. Now they know where I am. Now they know I'm in town. If something comes up or they need a present or they need a print or they need or they have a fox den in their yard, maybe they contact me. Versus me spending that time running outside in a, you know, a wolf costume trying to make a funny video about wildlife photography that maybe uh, what like whatever who the hell cares who mm-hmm, sees it mm-hmm. doesn't it doesn't like what's that gonna get me netflix isn't gonna call me and be like hey uh we saw you that we saw that wolf really you did can we do a we're canceling ozarks and we want to take you on uh <laughs> the new wolf guy in the woods we're gonna call a wolf guy in the woods guy and no, like that's not gonna nothing's gonna come of it. You're just being a fool. <laughs> that's funny. You wanna know what else is in my backpack? Yeah. And then we'll just wrap up. What else is in your backpack, Aaron? Uh yeah, no, I was just transitioning back. Trail mix? Um 
Yeah, no, my, my camera, uh, flashlight, always uh, fire starter. Trail mix? Always trail mix or some <laughs> sort of snack. Absolutely. I think that's a great point. And um, yeah, that's it. That's that's my gear and my my rant. That was my a good great rundown. A, we have the same drone. We do, Mavic Air 2. Mine does yep. not come out in winter, rarely. Mine does. I, like I value it. my fingers and circulatory system. That's right. That's right. Right. That was a good big rundown, Aaron. I think, I think we're very different in the way we pack and go about it. Even though we have a lot of similar equipment. Yeah. You'll Um, see a, here's a question for you, bud. Uh, Like we're going to Utah and it's mainly Mm -hmm. landscape, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're, we're all we've talked about so far. We haven't talked about Mm -hmm. one animal that's out there. Are you bringing your wildlife, wildlife lens? Uh huh. Okay. Just curious. Are going to pass up on a roadrunner? No. Bighorn sheep no. in Death Valley? I know. I Come know. on. Just making sure. But you know what I will say? That's not my prime focus. My prime focus is seeing a terrain that I've never seen in my life. Yeah. It's, Getting it's back been... to the roots, like landscape photography, travel photography. Mm-hmm. That's my roots, man. Aren't like you excited to... I'm excited to edit... I'm excited to see things off, obviously, but I'm very excited to edit like something that's so different and so spectacular. Me too. Uh, like have it on your computer is like, whoa, like I was there and I want to, I'm going to, the emotional feeling I felt like I'm going to try to put into this and like, it's going to be so different from everything that I've done to this point in terms of landscape. I'm super psyched to like experience that and and get to that point. I'm not, I'm not wishing the trip away to, to, I can be editing, but you you hear what I'm saying. I mean, I hear what you're saying, and I love editing. Like personally, I feel it's my strongest suit as a photographer is editing. Like I can bring a lot of bad shots back to great levels. Yeah. So I haven't sat down in front of a computer and been psyched to edit in a long time. I think. Yeah. Mostly because there's a formula for wildlife photography editing. Like there's not a lot. This is a personal opinion. You, you're restricted sort of with wildlife photography editing because you don't want to make it inauthentic, inauthentic. Yeah. Right. And we're boosting shadows in certain areas and highlights on the face. And it, it's very much, it, it's gotten to the point editing wildlife photography is very mechanical to me. Mm-hmm. It's still fun and I still like the end result. I just feel like I haven't been challenged in a long time. So I'm looking forward to Zion. Yeah, and that's a great episode. I was thinking about this the other day. There's a spectrum between photography and animals being the subject and wildlife photography as like a hunting discipline almost. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's a very interesting, like, you know, just that line of, because I do sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, I'm going to really edit the crap out of this real moment that was there. I'm not like editing in an eagle to a place that there wasn't, but mm-hmm. I don't love like blue bright skies and I can make blue bright skies very dark and moody, you know? And sometimes I choose to, that's not how right. it looked at the time. So is it photography and art there? Or is that like a faux pas in terms of wildlife? And I would, I would argue in that moment, like, no, this is, this is photography and art and mm-hmm. editing. Like, Mm-hmm. There's no rules in that realm. You could edit however you want, like a lifestyle or a street photo or like whatever you want to do. 
or composite, like whatever you want to do, you can do. And then there's wildlife. You know, how did you approach the animal? That, what what was the exact moment that it was? Like all those ethics mm-hmm. that are great and there's everything in between. So it's an interesting, interesting topic. I like it. And we'll have, we have, um, we have Josh Bayou coming on next week. I'm excited for that one. Excited to hear about his experience with the Z9 after, you know. Oh yeah, you. me too. But uh, let's wrap up. We got to wrap up with yeah. TPM artwork. Featuring someone we've never featured so far. And it took Aaron and I a solid what, two to five minutes pre, pre-roll to figure out how to pronounce this, this lad's name. And we've come to the agreement, agreement, Aaron, that his name is Ewan. Spelled Ewan. I, I-E-U-A-N, Ewan Barrett. And Ewan. he has an awesome photo. I think it's Welsh, I believe. So mm-hmm. hello to the UK. He has this awesome photo of two wild horses fighting or playing or, or I don't know what they are, but it is wicked cool. Beautiful golden light. Someone I'd love to see and take a photo of. Uh, so congrats for being this episode's TPM artwork. And his other shots are amazing. So check him out. Ewan Barrett underscore. We'll put a link to yeah. his handle in the description. And keep submitting. That, that hashtag is almost at a thousand which is really cool. A thousand posts. Just people starting to post who probably haven't even heard of the podcast because people copy hashtags, um, which I thought is funny. But uh, good episode today, Aaron. Thanks for sharing your yeah. rig rundown. Yeah. Woo! Zero dollars. One dollar. You did $1. amazing. You did amazing out there. And as always, remember to spam new to your pets. 